0: a special edition of TritonCast, the podcast for UC San Diego Athletics. I'm Jeff Turiel. Whether you found us on UCSDTritons.com or on your favorite podcast platform, we're so happy you've joined us this week. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe, rate us, or write a brief review. On this week's show, we're going to take you inside the recent Athletics Hall of Fame induction as we bring you the speeches from this year's class. First up, former men's and women's water polo coach Denny Harper. One of the most decorated coaches in UC San Diego history, Harper led the Tritons to five women's water polo national championships and amassed 36 Coach of the Year honors. In over 40 years of service at UC San Diego, he racked up 697 wins as men's head coach with 245 more as women's coach. Let's hear from Denny Harper.
1: Hi everybody, um, I kind of knew this would happen, I should probably just say, well I agree Russ and just sit in." <laughs> but uh, those that know me know that I generally can get pretty long-winded, I'll try to keep this thing on track, I think Russ took more than a lot of time so I'm trying to cut this thing down. Um, obviously I want to welcome everybody, it's, I'm pretty blown away at how many of my former players are here, both men and women. Um yeah. I'm also uh, super honored to, uh, uh, um, to be on with this class. The other inductees today are more kick-ass athletes that's still to the in super stoked to see our Adam Burgess. who have spent a lot of time at Kenyon View being inducted. Uh, also stoked to be joining uh, fellow Hall of Famers that are what all of us for the lack of a better term. Uh, Billy, Jamie, Julie, and Mike. I'm honored to uh, to join you all. Over the last few days or weeks, once I was told I was going to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, it was a little daunting to try to imagine 42 years, the men, and close to 20 with the women. Of how can I talk about this experience in 10 minutes? It's just I realize it's not possible. But uh, I'll do my best here to try to highlight some of the things that I thought was uh, worth talking about. Um, It is crazy to think about the fact that I was 25 years old when I started working here. And now I'm I'm 68 now, so I've been, I was through 66. And uh, it's overwhelming actually, but I grew up with this university. Obviously this university has grown immensely. Uh, It's actually almost hard to believe how much it's grown up. Obviously, and the whole board of uh, colleagues here that I love and respect, we're so lucky to get the athletes that we do. They're all overachievers, super successful. Uh, They are great competitors, overachievers, fantastic students, most of them. You know who did you know. <laughs> Um As Rusty said, the most amazing, dedicated, generous alums that we could ever have imagined. And I uh, also like to think that our teams through the years were gracious winners and losers. We didn't lose too often, but when we did, we were pretty gracious about it. Um, and again, as Russ highlighted, uh, very fortunate to have had a best friend that gave me that call and said, hey, I'm leaving, and this job is going to open up. Um, Sorry, I've been blessed with some amazing assistant coaches. They're always the underrated people here, and I, I, I think a lot of athletic departments. Definitely blessed with amazing assistant coaches. Most of them are here today. Uh, some, of course, stand out a little bit more than others because they spend more time with me. Um, Larry Sanders logged in a number of years with me before he became the women's coach. Uh, Pat Hazel, who is an incredibly close friend, held down the conditioning position with uh, the women's team. Yeah, you guys loved him in a weird way. Uh, and then uh, also, of course, Brad Cruz Camp. We've walked a lot of time together through the years. Where's Brad? Brad, where are you? Yeah, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> we had a lot of fun, and it's been great to watch his uh, coaching career for what now, 15 careers as the head coach of the women. I did, however, save the best assistant coach for the last. That would be the chosen one. That guy in the back of the room has got uh, a game today against Chapman. I'm pretty sure we're going to win. <laughs> uh, Usha literally was the chosen one and I certainly want to take this opportunity to thank or actually congratulate Earl Edwards for seeing what we all saw in the appointment of Usha to take over. Uh, for me. It's not an easy thing to do, I think, to take over any job for someone that did it previously for over 40 years. And that, Usha is an amazing coach. You're going to see him hopefully win a medal, uh, not playing, but coaching our Olympic team in Paris. They just qualified uh, for that in Chile. And he's got a big tournament coming up, Big West. And it's definitely the wild, wild Big West, but we know that the trades are going to come through. So Usha continued success. And yeah, don't goof it up. <laughs> I've also enjoyed all these years with administrators and colleagues. Those that know me know that I can tell the story. I can throw in some embellishments. In my mind, I think it makes it more interesting. But I, and I could just talk forever about relationships I had with administrators and how much they were a part of our success As Judy said, set the groundwork for us to move to D2 and 3, or D2 and 1. I wanted to mention, though, that when I was a young coach, I don't know that I actually would have survived all that it entailed if it had not been for the nurturing of one Marilyn Hill. She was like a, quite honestly, she was like a mom to me, and she was always there. well, not coincidentally, perhaps after a meeting with Judy, <laughs> uh, but it always went well. And I I, I I love seeing Marilyn from time to time. Along with uh, Marilyn, I can honestly say that I would not have continued with my career. I don't think if it had not been for one in grapes.
2: And...
1: Hey don't think I've ever seen anybody work as hard as Ken. I was just tireless and was always there for me, always there for all the athletes. I always kind of got him just, he never said yes, but I always knew the water polo was his favorite sport. <laughs> the latter years before Ken retired, whenever I had the opportunity to introduce Ken to somebody I really enjoyed this. I would always say, "Hi, the, yeah, this is uh, this is Ken Gross, and he's my supervisor, but I do a great job of managing." him make, him, make the face, Ken. He, he, <laughs> Ken would, he, those of you that know Ken, he would kind of pucker his lips and give you this glare. And it was a kind of Zoolander-esque, <laughs> right? <laughs> but if, seriously. And thank you for all that you did for so many people, but in particular for me and my coaching career. I'm also lucky to have only had to be under two athletic directors. That obviously is Judy and Earl. And I think that that's been a blessing for a lot of us. There's a lot of... Businesses, companies, and certainly universities and have like departments mm-hmm. that have to deal with, you know, turnover and a whole change in philosophies and whatnot. And I think that uh, that's been a real blessing for for me. I'm gonna tell you a story. I could tell a million stories, of course. And I thought that this would be a good one. It's not about a men's season or women's season, okay? What this story does is it will distinguish me, I believe, and it'll be confirmed here shortly. I believe it distinguishes me more than anyone on the planet. It was the early, mid-'80s. Again, I'll probably be corrected about that. But UCSD, Lake Department, and Recreation had an end-of-the-year gathering, which was kind of a shrimp and champagne theme. And it was always super fun. And mid-'80s, as I said, this gathering was at the then-graphics designer's home in Del Mar, Wendell & She had a beautiful home right off of Camino Del Mar, and it also had a beautiful pool. And that was when my really, really good friend, Mike Kim, I believe, decided to see if he could see how he would do with mind control. Because he started getting into my head... And I started getting champagne into my body. And that's when I went up behind our Judy Suite from behind. And we both jumped into the pool. Judy didn't have a choice. <laughs> Came up from the, from the pool, and there was there was laughter, but there was some gasps and whatnot, and some shocked looks. And then about three feet away, Judy finally turned around and looked at me and I looked at her and I really thought, oh, shit, this is bad, (laughs) (laughs) this is is bad. But in in my opinion, classy, Judy's with great sense of humor really when when you know her, it got really quiet. And then Judy looked me in the eye and said, Aren't we meeting tomorrow about your contract renewal? <laughs>
2: that's
1: that's true story. <laughs> that's when I went down back down the bottom for about 20 minutes. <laughs> but um, on a on a serious note, uh, it, Judy was a, a, an amazing athletic director to have, also a tireless worker. And I would obviously have not have had the career that I had if it had not been for Judy. I, I've been overwhelmed actually at all the things that she did. I asked a lot of Judy. And she said no a fair amount of times, but she also said yes to a lot of things that helped both the men and the women, the trajectory of our sport, to play in an open division against division one teams. There wasn't anybody in the nation that we did not play. And that credit goes to 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 Judy. And again, it's because it's all about me. The distinction of probably being the only person in the world that ever grabbed a incredibly well respected athletic director and at the time future president of the NCAA into a pool against your will. Is that right? Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, one of the greatest aspects of working here at UCSD in the athletic department and the recreation department. Now we have a spattering of folks that know this. To have children while having a tenure here at UCSD and have them grow up at UCSD is nothing short of amazing. And we've had five kids that grew up here at UCSD, five of them. Canyon View Pool was, in, like, because I was there all the time, coaching men and women in our Sunset Club program. They, they literally grew up there, it was their playground that not only had uh, the pools, the canyons, the jacuzzi, and through most of their time, a five meter platform that they had to jump off of. So that was, I certainly considered that it's still due to this day, a bit of a salary supplement to be able to raise your children in such an amazing environment. Our kids over there, they have more aunts and uncles than you could ever imagine. I'm serious. I mean, right, kids? It's amazing. And I think that that's something that I probably did not think through, that they would have all of these great alums in their lives in the future. It's fantastic. I also have my grandkids here, right? right outside. Um, hi, Avery. Hi, Travis, dad, back, again, back there. Uh, and uh, no doubt they'll spend some time at Canyon View. So big, big thanks from me to my self-adopted parents, Mac and Mary McLean, I have known them since 1984 when uh, I rented across the street from them, and they have been seriously like my adopted parents ever since. And without getting into those details, I I literally shudder to think what my life would be like if I had not met Mac and Mary. And I'm so stoked that they're here. Last, but definitely not least on the list is Absolutely, the best thing that happened for me here at UCSD, and that is ultimately connecting with Jeffy. Jeffy is without a doubt the most fierce competitor I've ever known. Had the privilege of coaching many years ago. I, I don't, I don't play board games anymore because I've never won. I don't even bother. Jeffrey has been for as long as I can remember the barometer of sensibility for me. I can think of some like, really dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. She would have said that's a bad idea. <laughs> so it, it, it goes without saying that the raising of all of our kids in an amazing environment uh, has been an unbelievable blessing, and I really think that had I not been on this whole path that we would not have met, and that is, without a doubt, the best thing for me, and I love her more than you can imagine. You're here. So, in conclusion, for those of you that have been awake, or asleep, wake up, okay? The takeaways here, as far as I'm concerned, are luck and be hard, lucky not to be fired, lucky to have an amazing staff, lucky to have unbelievable, dedicated, generous alums, lucky to have had supportive ADs, lucky to have had two 50-meter pools, lucky to have had a beautiful campus and beautiful beaches nearby, and lucky to have had a golf cart. <laughs> to me, that sounds like a lucky charm, love. So thank you for listening, and congrats again to all the other inductees.
0: Next up, Vance Albitz, baseball class of 2010. The former shortstop is tops in the Triton record book in career runs, hits, and assists, and he's second in doubles. He was an All-America first team in 2010, a three-time All-Region selection, a three-time Gold Glover, and was twice NCAA Division II Defensive Player of the Year while leading the Tritons to a pair of World Series appearances. This is Vance (laughs) Albitz.
3: Coach Harper, Scott, Amy, Adam. To the committee that voted us in, Danielle Melman, Earl Edwards, Patty Durkins, Coach Newman. My friend Ken Gross also. 17 years ago, I sat on a grassy hill about 50 yards from where we are right now. I called my parents and told them that my baseball career was very likely over. There were 77 guys at our first team meeting in the green room and only a handful of open spots. My dad told me to do my best and to take it one day at a time. Four months later, when I was announced as the starting shortstop, I had never felt so proud of myself and grateful to the people who helped me achieve that goal. Today, I want to use this opportunity to thank those people. I owe so much to this university and to this baseball program. Coach Dan O'Brien, who gave me a chance to lead his team as a freshman. And when I failed to start the season, he pulled me over to the side and said, This team needs you in the lineup. Find a way to get back in it. Coach O'Brien encouraged me to unleash the competitor within myself. He taught me to set goals and to write mission statements. And he showed me that leadership can't just be about setting a good example. It does have to be a strong voice when the time is right. To my teammates who are here, Evan Kehoe, Ryland Mcfadden, Eric Abraham, Spencer Fraser, you guys represent what it means to be Tritons. We went through a lot together, and we still do today. I'm honored to call you guys my friends, and I look forward to a lot more good times ahead. If I had walked into a church 10 years ago, and God himself asked me, to write out everything I was looking for. oh <laughs> I was looking for it in a wife. I couldn't have he couldn't have given me a better one than you, Allison. <coughs> wow. <laughs> I love every day, the ups and the downs, and all the adventures that we go on. But my favorite part is that we do it together. I love you, and happy anniversary. company <laughs> oh. Allison and her parents, Steve and Kathy May, who are always encouraging, always supportive. You No matter the situation, you gotta look this way. <laughs> I'm so lucky to have you both as my in-laws. To my kids, Henry, Kit, and Roger. All right, Henry, where are you? Kit, where are you? (laughs) What do we always say? You can have anything you want in life as long as you're willing to work for it. I hope this helps prove that point a little bit, but I want you to know that I'm already so proud of you. My Uncle Mark and Aunt Karen are here. They always are. Uncle Mark, one of my biggest motivations in baseball was to play well enough <clears throat> where tops would make an official baseball card with the Alberts' name on when it actually happened to the first person that i thought of so then both. my aunt susan is here from virginia it means so much that your aunt susan and uh, i appreciate you and katie and uncle Kim. Uh my brother Cleet, when I was younger, my friends who had older siblings would talk about how their brothers would bully them. So to fit in, I pretended like I knew what they were talking about. <clears throat> I didn't. Cleet, you let me play with you and your friends, come to all your practices, and pretty much go everywhere that you went. My love for baseball started with our football games on our neighbor's lawn. And more importantly, it taught me how to turn on an inside fastball, (laughs) because we both know, if you hit a line drive off of Tomoyo's house, especially if it hit the window, it would shoot off into our yard and it would be a home run. I don't know where I'd be without you, Cleet. I absolutely know I wouldn't be standing up here. Christy, you let me be the third wheel with you for a long, long time. I always appreciated that. Thank you for being the closest thing I have to a sister. And to Cade, Cora, and Cal, I look forward to having even more fun with you as you get older. To my parents, my mom, and my dad, mom, you've always believed in me more than anybody else and more than I believed in myself. You were the one that taught me. When you want something, when you see the thing that your heart desires, you go after it with everything that you've got. With no care about what anybody else thinks. You gave me the best gift anybody could ever ask for. You gave us a consistent childhood, full of home cooked meals, and unconditional love. Thank you for being the warmth that brought and kept everybody together. I love you so much, Mom. Finally, to my dad. Pretty tough to know where to start on this one. I have to say or start by saying on my Mount Rushmore of men who have shaped who I am today, you've got the top spot and it's not even close. I was two years old when he started developing my baseball skills and as I got older, you'd hit me ground balls in the street every day, glove on one hand, fungo bat in the other. We would always finish with the money play, one ground ball game on the line <clears throat> for all the marbles. A lot of times I'm asked if I miss baseball, of course I do, but what I really miss are the moments that we shared together in baseball. He coached each 1 of my teams up until high school, you were liked and respected by my teammates and their parents. You're a heroic figure to me, you were then, and you still are now. So, thank you, you know, I've always loved baseball, but there's nothing in the world like college baseball. I remember my freshman year, I'd walk through the dorms I'd go through the community room and my roommates would still be in their pajamas from the night before going over to weights. From weights, I'd go to my 1st class where I would be engaged and focused and then hit an absolute wall in my 2nd, class trying to stay awake. (laughs) From there, I'd go to the baseball field and we would practice until the sun went down. Speaking of the baseball field, I would get there early. Before I finish that, I do want to say one thing. I want to thank the late Rich Enzo for teaching me how to play defense, fellow alumni Logan Boudier and David Stanovich, and to the man who just introduced me, Mike Oseguera, and his wife Liz. Ose, you mentioned that you got to the field early. Well, you also showed up to weights at 5 a.m., threw us batting practice, and stayed late to take care of the infield. I never once heard you complain about anything. And, in fact, you always knew what to say and how to say it. You gave everything you had to our baseball program and sometimes I wonder what you got back in return. You got the respect of all of us, especially from me. So, thank you. I get to the, I get to the field early. Practice till the sun went down and then grab a bite to eat for dinner. And head back to the field 1 last time set up my floodlight and hit another bucket of balls in the cage. By the end of the day, I was exhausted and I absolutely couldn't wait to do it again the next day. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a college baseball player. That was my goal so to be here today named to the hall of fame for this university and this baseball program to me is the highest honor I could possibly think of. Thank you, everybody and congratulations again to the 2023 Hall of Fame class.
0: Our next honoree is Scott Sargent, track and field class of 1992. He was twice a division three national champion in the hammer throw, winning in 1990 and 92. Sargent earned All-America honors four times in the hammer and once more in the discus. Accepting the honor on behalf of Scott Sargent was his brother, Steve.
4: So uh, thank you all for being here today. Uh, to honor uh, these incredible athletes and coaches. And um, my name is Steve Sargent. Uh, Scott was my brother. And uh, I just want to say, uh, I want to give a special thanks to uh, our close friends, uh, Andrea and Joday, um, their close friends of Scott and um, helped uh, me and my family through things when uh, Scott passed away uh, two years ago. Uh, we were completely devastated, um, but uh, my wife Golan is here today, my son Nolan, and uh, my daughter chairs and uh, to celebrate this incredible lifetime achievement that my brother, that my brother was able to do. I just wanted to, to do a um, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. but um, so my brother grew up in Los Alamitos and uh, as a as a young boy, uh, he read books for fun. And he wrote stories. Uh, just, uh, he loved playing piano. He was an all-star in every sport he played every sport. Um, he uh, he was a true competitor. Uh, believe me, it, it wasn't fun to play against him. I you know for a fact. Um, but um, we really, it, he really did help me. Um, I learned all my fighting tactics from my brother. <laughs> incredible. Uh, so we uh, we lived to laugh together about those things we did together and uh, things we fought over, which were nothing, of course. Um, so during his junior high school, he decided to... to um, Stop playing baseball and he just went out to the track and field team for fun. I uh, started throwing around the shot put and um, saw this discus thing. He started throwing that. And um, by his senior year, he was winning everything uh, piles of medals, all the records, all the means. And um, really just an uh, incredible athlete. I think he got a lot of that from his he was playing soccer, baseball. Um, very uh, agile, very fast, and coordinated, and to turn just a natural river powdery winner. So uh, he showed, that he, he also, among all these other things he was doing, he was a straight-A student. He graduated high school, slip was, was class, and decided, hey, um, he could have done anything, but he, he went to UC San Diego and he studied mechanical engineering. And so he was uh he came here and uh, worked into school, heavy school course load, and then um was out messing around with the, the field just throwing my shop put around and um he uh someone came up to him and says what you know what are you doing? I so said, I'm just throwing a shot. And it, and, it, and it turns out that was 20 Salerno. salerno coach Tony Salerno is here today. And um, it said, uh, have you ever thought about throwing the hammer? And actually the was reply was, what's that? <laughs> so, uh, and, and maybe, probably a lot, of, a lot of you don't even know what the hammer throw is. So I'm going to tell you real quick. It's a 16-pound ball, steel ball, end of a four-foot wire with a little a metal handle. And basically, you spin around and you throw it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, this uh, this event has existed for over 4,000 years. It was way back. Um, if you don't believe me, Google it. <laughs> that's what I did last week and I threw it out <laughs> so uh, anyway my brother became just we loved the sport he was up, and he spent the next year learning how to throw the thing and uh, he learned everything there was to do about it he trained his heart out um, and in two and a half years, from finding out what a kind of was, he was uh, the through national champion. And he didn't stop there, that was just really the beginning, uh, he, he, uh, you know, he actually, underneath that, he had a goal of winning an Olympic gold medal. So he pursued it, he trained, trained, and uh. Two more years uh, he won the national championship again in 92 and. Yeah, that record still stands today after 31 years and um, that's a long time <laughs> <laughs> still going and. Uh, it was just to, to just explain a little bit about how I was able to accomplish that. Right. It was truly hard work, dedication and believing. And a dream he could do that, and he was unrelenting. And after, uh, at one time, he was uh, ranked number seven in the country, so not just division three, the country, right? So uh, it was pretty incredible what he was able to achieve. And one of the big, the big things that allowed him to achieve that was his teammates. Uh, you think of track and field and throwing. It's not, a, it was not an individual sport. He had teammates and they trained together. They practiced together. They coached each other. They were a family, not truly the family. And uh, they, they ate, ate together they call <laughs> They went And they fed together. But I went, it was, it was a sight to see. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was there because I, I also, you say senior ago, I was on the track team. Uh, I was a high jumper, though so I was not a hall of Famer or anything, but I was, I gave it my best. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. It was amazing to see. The, the coach's office was like my brother's second, but he really just lived there. Um, and he, did. so, academics, of course, and he worked. So, uh, another... Interesting thing about the team, mates, but half half a dozen of them are on the all-time list. They they are they were really a team, and um, now Scott joins Shannon Quigley, fellow Hall of Fame as well. So it's it's just an incredible it was an incredible time, incredible team, and they were just a different breed of competitor because they they truly were family. I, uh, I just want a, for special support um, that he had to achieve this goal. Definitely I want to thank Tony Salerno for introducing my brother the Hammer and being um, his mentor, sometimes counselor and coach. <clears throat> and my mother, half sergeant, great. Um, she passed away as well a couple of years ago, but um, great supporter and um, did right by my brother. And again. Yeah. Uh, really and Joday here who are five you know just friends forever with Scott and uh, that, you know just uh thank you for, for all of you for being here today and honoring these these like, incredible athletes and which just uh, means a lot to me and my family and uh, this is truly uh, Scott's legacy. Thank you.
0: Next up Adam Bergasser, a diver, class of 1996. He was one of the most decorated Division III athletes at UC San Diego. He was an NCAA national champ in the three meter and the D3 Diver of the Year in 1996. He ultimately nabbed seven All America honors, and in 2021, Bergasser captured the NCAA Silver Anniversary Award, the first and only Triton to capture that honor. Here's current UC San Diego physics professor and former Triton cast guest Adam Bergasser.
5: Thanks for introducing me, Fent, and uh, thanks for introducing a new last name for my uh, teammates. We used to find all kinds of different last names for me. Um, so uh, I, I know I knew I was gonna be on the list, and I, you know, usually these things kind of run a little long, so I wanted to start with a few physics jokes. Uh, <laughs> so, proton walks into a bar and says, "I'd like some water." Bartender, are you sure? He said, "Yeah, positive." <laughs> Neutron walks in the bar and says, I want a beer. So Gideon says, how much? Gideon this be no charge. <laughs> a helium atom walks in the bar. Bartender says, we don't serve double gases here. So <laughs> helium doesn't react at all. <laughs> Bartender says, we don't serve tachyons here. Tachyon walks in the bar. That'd be a real dirty joke.
2: Sorry.
5: <laughs> Electron walks in the bar. Roger says, we don't serve electrons here. He says, why not? You know how to conduct yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep my page on. Uh, so I want to really thank uh the, the Hall of Fame uh, selection committee uh for uh not only nominating myself, but nominating all the uh, inductees today. Um, it is truly a real honor to be here, uh to to be among uh, both my uh, teammates, uh some you know, some of my old friends uh, from Caltech, uh, some of my uh, old bosses, including Denny, who was my boss at the pool, and I was the uh uh, the clerk attendant there—best job in the world, by the way. Um, cool. And I came to UCSD, as you can see, from uh, Buffalo, New York. Uh, this was basically geographically the furthest place I can get to from Buffalo, New York. <laughs> um, I really big go to Sweet High School. That's a real name of a school. Um, and I was, at, as in high school, I was kind of a multi-sport athlete. I I did swimming and diving. I did gymnastics. Uh, I also did track and field. I was also a discus thrower and pole vaulter. Um, I did cross country running. So it was kind of, you know, all things at once. I just wanted to keep myself as busy as possible. Uh, and I walked, uh, came to UCSD and I walked onto the pool of Doug Boyd, who was the swim coach at the time, um, says, well, who are you? I said, well, I'm, I'm, my name's Adam. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm part of the swimming dive team at my high school and I want to try out the team. He's like, okay, go ahead and get in the pool. And I think it was maybe 10 minutes later, he told me, you really need to find something else to do. <laughs> so that was the extent of Doug Boyd's coaching for me in four years. But he did say, you know, can you do anything else? And I said, well, I have dove before. I said, Why don't you go down the other end of the pool uh, and try that out? Um, and Mike Fichette was the coach then, um, and he uh, welcomed me on the team. Uh, I had fantastic teammates right from the beginning of that first year. Uh, some of you may know Sherry Takahuchi, who was a formal Hall of Famer. Uh, she was in my class, Jill Jackson, Julie uh, Goldstein. We had a really power team uh, even right at the beginning there. Um, so, I, you know, I, I want to share some of the sort of vignettes from that time. So... Particularly in that first year, um, at the time, so diving is kind of a difficult sport to to get into nationals because it's not like you have a, a time that you make. Right, you touch the wall at this time, and that's the cutoff. Uh, the cutoff is usually scores, but you know scores are, are a bit uh, you know qualitative. Um, and uh, you have to get a certain score to qualify for nationals at of meat. And kind of around January, February, uh, none of, a few of us hadn't yet scored uh, the scores for nationals. We had one more chance of a Bakersfield Californian. Um, and this is in February. Uh, and I'm from Buffalo, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's fine. But, of course, we had a snowfall, and they closed the, the grapevine. And we're like, oh, how are we going to do this? Um, and Mike Vichette, and if you've ever driven with Mike Vichette, you put your life in the line every and time you drive Mike Vichette. Um, he's like, don't worry, we'll just head off, and I'm sure they'll open it as soon as we get there, and and it did, so we, and we lived, so uh, and we, we, we had good meet, we scored, we, we made it to nationals that year, and that was the start of my of national uh, career, uh, but next year, my sophomore year, was our, when our team was really at its strongest during that four years, this is when uh, Travis Miller, John Flowers, uh, also two Hall of Famers, uh, were really at the top of their game, Uh, We had a huge team go to Williams College uh, to compete in division three nationals, trying to beat Kenyon College who had won nationals for something like 20 or 30 years in a row. So ridiculously long. uh, A chain of wins, um, and you know we really pushed hard in that meet, and it became very close to one. Meet. We got a close second, but I have to say that as the one meet where I got a chance to um, get on film my hair hitting the board. So if you want to see how scary diving can be sometimes, I can show you some photos. Um, I have to say I also used some of those photos from that meet for my physics classes because there's at the time I was you know I, I came to San Diego with kind of a skater haircut. My second year, I was a long-haired hippie. And so you can imagine flipping and spinning around in the air. My hair is going all kinds of weird directions. Perfect physics, problem. Um, so the next year uh, was uh, in, um, in Ohio, uh, in Miami, Ohio. Uh, was the year that um, I managed to break the division uh, the three of uh, national record and come in fourth. There's <laughs> four of us broke the national record that year. It was amazing. Uh, this was an incredibly competitive year, and I was really proud to be part of that team, uh, of that group of divers uh, that really outshone, um, I think, anyone who'd come before that point. Um, now, that was also the first, first meet that I had failed to dive in competition, and I actually didn't qualify for the other board. Um, and i was really bummed about that i you know this is kind of three years into uh, my career i'm starting to get plenty of injuries i get vertigo uh when i'm diving at that time so imagine yourself up you know 10 feet off the water you jump off platform and then you have no idea which way is up and down fun times um and uh and just you know kind of fourth year i was kind of feeling that like you know maybe this is it this is kind of the end of of the my diving career and Um, you know, just kind of feeling that maybe that's, you know, that's the end. Our our coach at that time had left, and uh, one of my former uh, teammates, Josh Curtis, came in to coach. Uh, So things just kind of felt unsettled. And I think I got to Nationals that year, and I was like, you know, this is the last meet I'm going to be in, uh, in diving, in competitive diving, and I'm just going to enjoy it. Up to this point, I had been a stress case at every meet. I had this kind of weird pattern that I would go off and hide in in a hallway somewhere playing very certain music. Um, and at that point, I was just, I think I got nothing to lose. So I really took a moment and in, in, in really reflect on the fact that I've had four years of enjoying my teammates, uh, of having incredible coaching, and even really valuing the competitors that I had been seeing for four years in a row. I mean, I had, you know, people who we have been going head to head every year for four years and really kind of valuing that. And I think I finally just kind of relaxed and I had a fantastic meet because of that. So... Um, so all those you know uh, things that happened at the end were really, I think, kind of fortunate um, because I finally said, you know, I really want to do this because I enjoy this, not because I'm trying to achieve anything, not because I'm trying to break any records, but I just really liked it. So um, I did continue on as diver for a little while at Masters. Uh, as, as Clint mentioned, I coached at Caltech. I was actually also coach at UCSD for a couple years at Nationals. So we actually had two teams of divers at the meet. Um, uh, I did a little diving when I was a faculty member at MIT. I was kind of the faculty um, uh, mascot, I guess I'd call it. Um, <laughs> but diving is not really a lifelong sport. Uh, you know, it, it's Boston, you had a couple ligaments and a tendon or two. Um, but I am happy to be continuing to support the the team and support athletics here at UCSD in my role as a faculty member. Um, uh, I, you know, I participate on the faculty board of advisors. I was uh, helping Earl to get us to division 1, which is a fantastic uh, process and you know, real great success in making that happen. so it's not a lifelong sport, but it's been a lifelong uh, set of friends and, and colleagues that I've made in this. And you know, I'm really uh, excited to see my fellow swimmers that, that they've kind of put on opposite ends of the room because <laughs> I'm sure they were concerned about getting them on the same table together. Uh, in my senior year, I lived in the swim team party house, so I know exactly how, how rowdy that can get. You guys remember the water, water watermelon grease watermelon? Yeah. <laughs> it like but you know i want to really reflect it i mean you know these these guys really create an alumni community they really you know help the swim team uh, stay together you know for decades now and you know there's a reason why we have a hard sock award because steve is the person who really uh, has been an advocate not just for me but for all of the swim team all of the divers uh, throughout the years and for the whole X program so i really want to thank you steve for, for everything you've done uh for the program um <laughs> And I should say that you know, diving uh, and, and, and swimming, at some degree as well, is it's very individualized sport. It you know feels like I'm getting this kind of individualized honor for my own accomplishments. But I think everyone in this room, particularly the athletes, know that. You know, it's really kind of 10% us and 90% of the folks who support us throughout uh, throughout the years. Uh, and so, I do want to recognize, in particularly, my coaches, Mike Fischette and Josh Curtis, uh, and I'll I'll also recognize Doug Boyd. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, um, I also want to thank Jasper Adams at University of Buffalo, who uh, I did go back to Buffalo every once in a while in the winter. Terrible time to go back to Buffalo. Um, But he uh, coached me during those times and really taught me how to do some, some pretty crazy dives. Um, I also had an opportunity to, to train with Casey Lee, who was second to Greg Louganis at the 1988 Olympics. Uh, so that was an opportunity to teach them. Um, I had, as I mentioned, great teammates on the team. Um, I've also had a chance to coach some amazing divers both at Caltech, but also here at UCSD, Heather Willie and Christy Young, both of whom uh, made it to Nationals uh, D3. Um, I've also had amazing advocates in the athletics department. I'm going to raise Ken Gross again, um, who was an advocate for me throughout the years, was an advocate for me when I was an athlete. I don't think I saw that face on him, but maybe I didn't push harder. Um, but... Uh, you know, you've been, you've been real <coughs> amazing supporter Ken, and, and, you know, I just, I value everything you've done for UCSD and for that, but it's uh, in general, um, and Judy Sweet, who was my uh, AD at the time and who was there when I won the top eight award. And, uh, it was great to, to have you, uh, be my advocate for that as well. I mean, I'm really glad you're here today. Um, and of course, Dave Earl and Clint, uh, who have been advocates, uh, for me, uh, through the years, uh, I mentioned Denny was my boss. Thanks boss. Um, and then of course, I want to thank my, my parents, uh, who's supported me through all this um, even when you know my mom was a, a big supporter of me and and that was even when i said well mom i think you're bad luck so i don't come to my meets. <laughs> so she would like hide in the back so i couldn't see her uh but she still came to every single one so <laughs> thanks mom um and then you know I, I just want to point out that we have uh, a huge number of hall of famers in swimming and diving uh daniel purdue is here uh we also have uh, uh rosanna delugio uh, Bill uh, Kazimier- Kazimierowicz, uh, Jennifer Otondi, and I mentioned John, Travis, and uh, Sherry, and myself. We're now 20% of the Hall of Famers. I'm sorry, but all y'all are sports got to pick up. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thank you, everyone, uh, for for being here. I, I thank you especially for those who nominated and supported my nomination for this. I, I have a lot of awards that I've won, but this is an honor. right? This is a real honor. I mean, to to be both an alumnus, but also part of the faculty here and to, to be part of this hall of fame and this class with people I know is really, really fantastic. And, and I really appreciate it. So thank you very
0: much. Our fifth inductee is softball standout Amy Matty, class of 2004. The infielder led the Tritons to their first NCAA Division II tournament. She still ranks second in program history in hits, doubles, triples, and runs scored, She was an NFCA third-team All-American, a four-time All-Region selection, and a four-time All-CCAA honoree. Here's Amy Mati. Hi, everyone.
6: Um, First, I'd like to thank everyone who's here today. A big congratulations to all of the gentlemen that came before me today. Wow. And I get to go last after all of that. Wonderful. Um, But anyway... Uh, Patty, first I have to start out. Thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna hope I can get through this. I'd like to um thank the committee for everything, you know, putting me up here with these amazing athletes and coaches and humans. Um it's it's an honor and quite frankly I've been in shock through this whole experience. When I got the call that this was happening, um, I was blown away. I I didn't really comprehend what this was. Uh, So to be up here is one of the biggest honors in what was such an important part of my life for the first half of it I guess now at this point. (laughs) Um, There are so many deserving athletes up here, um, out there and I could be very interchangeable with a lot who I know personally. So thank you again to the committee. to the UCSD Athletic Department, past and present. Uh, Mr. Edwards, we've heard about you a lot today. Um, it was an honor playing under your leadership back when I played and that you here today with an amazing department. Um, some of my teammates making moves and doing great things here at UCSD and at other colleges and other career paths, law enforcement, um, military there's it's really an honor to have all of these people in my life and a lot of you are here today um Ooh. um mr gross i was really excited to talk about you and then everyone else did <laughs> so here i am Ken, um in my years as well i thought softball was also your favorite sport but um, but ken i can't really remember too many games in my four years of playing that Ken was not there watching us, either up by Remac or down on the field. Um, He was always a true supporter of UCSD softball and our our biggest advocate from my student athlete perspective um, in my time and also a lot of time uh, here at the school. So Ken, I don't know where you are right now, but thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Danielle, girl. We were in the same era here at UCSD, <laughs> different sports, but that's okay. Thank you for everything that you and your team have done to get to, you know have done to get us here to today. It's a wonderful event and it really means the world. Ooh. i like to thank, I mean, I have to really thank God for putting me in this path. Um, you know, softball from a young age was something that I gravitated to and it became my identity. And um, to be put in the path to be here today. Um, it's you know I can only give that up to God because it's it's pretty powerful stuff. Um, I'd like to thank my family and friends, um, my family. Uh, it's it's tough. I associate softball with my dad, and um, growing up, you know, he was my my guy that was like rooting me, taking me all over Southern California by every tournament. Um, so him, if he were here today, this would mean so much to him. Um, that being said, I was gifted with this amazing family, mostly local, which is great, so a lot of them can come today. Um, that really just were my lifeline and my support growing up. Um, my aunt and uncle, my siblings, my sister and brother-in-law here today. Um, you know, without you guys in the early days and the rest of our family who knows how it all went down, Um My mother-in-law, brother-in-law and sister-in-law are here. Uh, My husband, he's 24 years, just newly retired Marine. Um, We're back in Virginia currently and um, with my three kids that are eight, six, and two. So he's doing the daddy thing over the weekend so I could be here to really embrace this with everyone here. So if he sees this, babe, I love you. Uh, Ray, Micah, Olivia, Liam, These are my kiddos. to share this with you just means the world to me. And while I didn't know my husband in college, um, for him to kind of learn about me and this part of my life is is pretty special. I'm not one to talk about statistics, and I don't know many of you here today. Give me some, uh, you know, attitude about that. But, but I don't know. I never did in college. Some of you can vouch for that. Or, <laughs> um, but anyway, so for them to see this, it really means a lot. And for the support and love, I mean, my family's the light; they're the lights in my life. And um, for them to see this is amazing. And I also do want to reiterate the today is Veterans Day, and um, my brother-in-law served Marine Corps. My husband just newly retired. To all of you veterans and uh, service members here, and, uh, thank you for your services. I've been a, a Marine Corps spouse now for. You know, almost as many years as I've played softball. Um, and that's a whole other lifetime, 10 minutes story. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But I'm, I'm really proud that, you know, my life turned in that direction. Um, okay. <gasps> Coach G. This is a tough one. Um, Patty. <laughs> that might be the first time I've called her Patty to a face. <laughs> um, it was such a blessing. Playing for you. Um, I know we joke a lot now. I, I'm lucky to be a, a local girl. I grew up most in a So my high school team was up in La Costa. Um, we were lucky to play our championship games on the old softball field at UCSD. So I was in a somewhat unique position that I actually got to play on the field in high school a few times and winning, which is always great, uh, before I became a UCSD trend. Uh, so the, the the process, the recruiting process um was really neat. We joke now. I was very close to going to Columbia out in New York, uh, which Columbia's head coach Christine Boyd at the time and Coach G are still good friends. And now we kind of joke about that, the you know, the it's not how I chose here, but I know it was the right decision and I was meant to be here. And I, I'm so grateful for that. Um Let's see, God definitely um, directed me to where I was meant to be. Uh, It was clear from day one how much you cared for your players, Um, the integrity of the game, the spirit of competition, all while balancing this highly academic um, arena that we're in here in UCSD. Um, You and your coaching staff, you know, so many great assistant coaches for me over my time. And, you know, you picked them, so thank you. (laughs) <laughs> um, you did it with respect and a huge heart. There are a lot of college coaches out there um, that gain your respect, that demand it, mainly through fear sometimes. But uh, with Patty, while she was a stern coach in our day, uh, her heart was always there on her sleeve. And she al- you always knew that she cared about you as a human and uh, a player, but a person too. And I know your ultimate goal at the end of all this is to see us all succeed, not just in softball and sports, but in life and to call you a friend now and to be able to look you in the eye and say, Patty, you are such a good friend of mine and I love you so much. Um, that means the world. There was one instance even, um, let's see, uh, I, there was a very passionate postgame talk one time and Coach Perkins was so passionate about it, she literally gave us her heart on her knees, begging us to just get our acts together (laughs) and play the game how we knew how to play it. Some of my teammates over there remember that, lovely talk, Um, but little things like that throughout my career, those little memories, those little discussions, the the jokes, that's the stuff that really sticks with you. And 33 years later, still coaching, going strong, I came in at a unique time when we were just moving into Division Two. Um, Kirby and myself are the remaining class from that time frame that are here. And um, to watch the transition in later years for Division One and watch Coach G navigate that through our sport. Um, and man, UCS and Triton softball came out ready to go in um, Division One. So it's so exciting to see where everyone's going to take it
0: in future years. So
6: again, Coach, thank you. Thank you so much. Because I obviously would not be here without you and your support through my whole time with you. My teammates. Well, um, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm probably not gonna go around the table there because I need to get through this um, speech with them. Sorry. Um, but many of you, um, here today, you know, come from our athletic background, many of you play team sports. Um, It's hard to explain to someone who has not played um, a team sport that you care collectively so passionately about um, the importance and impact of your teammates. Uh, Beyond the diamond or the court or the field or the pool um, or the track, whatever it is, um, there's just this deep connection that you form willing or unwilling. You might not be best friends with everybody on your team every year, but there's this mutual love and respect like a family. Uh, sometimes it's functional, sometimes the greatest family you'll ever be around. Um, but be uh, here through all the, the ups and the downs of a season, the joy of, of winning some amazing game, and even that like pitiful silence on the bus ride home after a horrible loss, um, those things just bind you together. Being um, together 24-7, months out of the year. There's just so much emotion, so many laughs, drama, inside jokes, battles over warm-up songs, superstitions, handshakes, uh, a horrendous fear for statistics that a few of us had, in my years anyway. Um, and of course, Halloween costume. Uh, one of my favorite off-the-field memories, I think, was our team's uh, A League of Their Own team costume for Halloween that we did a competition with all the other teams that year. I believe it was 2003, and we won. We knocked it out of the park, and, uh, you know, things like that are just so fun, those memories. Uh, that bond, you know, between teammates is truly a gift, and all of you guys, thank you for your, um, your friendships and your impact you've made in my life in all different ways. And with the ones that I've stuck with closely over the years, uh, we may not see each other months, years, um, but man, I could call any of you guys and we pick right up where we left off. Jokes and all, busting the you know what out of each other, but um, that that's what it's for. That's Those are the special memories, not so much the statistics or the, um, you know, the victories or the losses. It's our journey that we've had together. Um, so thank you guys, wherever you are in the room, um, to my family and friends. Um, thank you for your constant love and support. It means so much that you're here with me today. As I said, I'm blessed to have a lot of you local. So thank you for coming. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I'm not going to go too much into it because I won't get through it, but my family is really, you know been there for me, and I I really appreciate that. My friends, um, you know, I have my longtime San Diego friends. I have my college friends. I have my Marine Corps friends, and uh, a couple of them are here today, and that means the world to me, guys, so thank you so much, Um, and having a couple nephews here is pretty special, so... Bring them in. BCSV is a great college. <laughs> They're in high school right now, so feel free to go talk to them. Anymore. But um, thank you guys so much. as I said, my husband's over in Virginia with the kids. But, um, you know, without your, your partner, your spouse in life, um, it's hard to get through the day-to-day sometimes. So I'm so grateful for my family, um, near and for and my, I have other siblings besides my lovely sister who is here today, and brother and sister-in-law, and they live all over the country at this point. So while they are not here today, um, they've always been in my corner and celebrating my successes, especially as a softball and an athlete. You know, so I know they're watching. If they can. So maybe you guys. So softball. Um. To have the opportunity to play ball for me, as I said, has been such a blessing. Um, when I was young, it became my focus, my escape, um, my sense of accomplishment, a place to develop friendships. Um, it was so many things and brought so many amazing people into my life. Uh, I knew early on that I wanted to go the distance and hopefully play in college with this gift that was given. Becoming a Triton softball player was, was really special. Um, being here from San Diego, uh, experiencing the local feel, being able to see family and friends and incorporate them into this world down here was neat. Um, many of you came from other states, perhaps, or, you know, you didn't have your network around you as much, perhaps. And I was lucky that I did have that. Um, and that, that's something special as well. So to all of our trained athletes and the the time a lot of us spent together and the years before and the years after me, um, thank you. Um, Okay, so after 20 years, memory can blur a little bit, uh, but some moments stick with you. Uh, I used to love anticipating the bunt at third. Actually, one coach was talking about my time as a shortstop. That was not the initial man, but Janine Cordero was the senior third baseman So we gave shortstop a shot. I got in a lot of trouble because I kept creeping. Um, Creeping and creeping, way in front of the baseline, which for those that play middle infield or know anything about baseball or softball, it's a big no-no for the middle infielders. But eventually, you know, we got through it. But when I moved over to back to third, um, just anticipating that pop-up bun that you might get to dive for on the foul line to to crush the other team, that's the kind of stuff that was amazing. Rounding second base, looking over to third, getting to third. <laughs> um, those are the the parts of the game that were really special to me. Um, the confidence that my partner in prime left infielder would always get my back, no matter what, over at shortstop if the ball got me by third. Um, that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you. Um, I remember listening to our national anthem, Along the baseline, but never, ever, ever touching the chalk on the baseline. Um, and starting warm up laps to Eye of the Tiger all of our four years. I don't know if that ever changed in future generations of warm up songs, but you, I hear a lot of songs on the radio now, and I could tell you when one pops up exactly what we were doing in our warm up uh, pregame still. so. <laughs> Wonderful memories, and thank you so much for my teammates, my coaches, and everyone, friends who are involved in that. Um, So if I can leave any words uh, to future generations of Tritons, uh, it would be this. Leave your heart on the field. Every up-bat, every chance to steal or die for a ball, every inning, every game, whatever your capacity on that team is, just leave it out there. Play with pride and grit, be tenaciously competitive, but always, always with humility and gratitude in your heart. Um, Appreciate the little moments along the journey. Look back on them, good and bad, with joy. Um, Live in the moment with your team and enjoy the ride. Many um, of them will likely be in your life a really long time. And when you're in the middle of an inning and you look down uh, the fence line and you see the dads analyzing every single play like they're ESPN commentators. There are a few of us with our dads that were in that posse, by the way. Um, Don't roll your eyes, but just take a picture in your mind and remember those kind of moments. Because those are the moments now that I reflect on. That um, are irreplaceable. So, with that being said, again, I want to thank everybody for being here and supporting me through this. It's been such a great honor. Um, again, to all of my fellow nominees or inductees, um, congratulations as, as well, and go train
0: Thank you for listening this week, and don't forget you can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms by searching TritonCast wherever you get your pods. And a reminder that you can listen to any of our eighty-nine episodes anytime you want on demand. Just visit ucsdtritons.com slash podcasts. We'll be back with all new episodes in 2024. Meantime, best wishes for a happy, healthy new year. For more on TritonCast, follow us on x at TritonCast. And if you have a suggestion for a future guest, send us a tweet or email us. Our email is tritoncast at ucsd.edu. We'll see you back here next year. You've been listening to TritonCast. TritonCast is a production of UC San Diego Athletics Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your platform of choice. If you have show questions or comments or suggestions for future guests, email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at TritonCast.